0: Pick up a copy of the Daily Athenaeum every Thursday morning from a newsstand on campus. The Daily Athenaeum is WVU's independent, student-run newspaper, reporting on what matters to you, reporting by students for students. Pick up a copy today and read more at thedaonline.com.
1: Top of the box, bear chips one in, Heter attempt is into the back of the net for West Virginia, and the Mountaineers... Take a 2-1 to lead. It's Adam Birchall, the transfer from the University of Charleston,
0: finishing it for the Mountaineers.
2: Here, play-by-play coverage of Mountaineer men's and women's soccer. Pre-game coverage beginning 30 minutes prior to kickoff of each home game here on 91.7 FM. You too. I got a rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just got to say, hey, I'm a doing all right.
1: Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. Welcome
2: back. Guys, it's great to see everybody. I'm not going to lie. Welcome to West Virginia uh radio here student radio as sports night gets underway a little bit different of a schedule tonight everybody but it's great to see everybody's face everybody's out there uh big staff meeting before we got started here tonight which is why we had about the half hour delay we're ending at about nine thirty. 30 little three hour show for you six thirty to 9 30 tonight uh we should be back next week too and hopefully here moving forward a little more often and it's just wild with this uh basketball schedule and, and let's just jump right into it guys um this women's basketball team has been playing really well, right? Uh, let's just be completely honest about it. 13-5 overall, 4-3 in the conference. I think you take it based off of who they played, and I think the 4-3 wouldn't be what you expected, right, uh, for what it is, for who they played. I'm Tanner Lambert, joined by Anissa Gallo, Mr. Sean Tansky, and the Big Mac Brian Quellen here in studio. Uh, and, and, guys, again, I, I think that that's really the story. of 4-3 in Big 12 play, you, you take it every day, but you wouldn't – quite expected to be, you know, with a win against Baylor, um, I, I don't think. You'd you think that that third loss would come to Baylor and you maybe beat Kansas, but they, they beat the ranked Baylor Bears at home on, on Sunday, January 15th, and then went to Lawrence, had a bit of a debacle, but, but bounced back nicely, beat Texas Tech at home at the Coliseum by 10, shut down. uh Bree Amber Scott, Brian, and I were on the call of that game, and, and Brian... They really, really shut her down. This Mountaineer defense has looked really good in Big 12
3: play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coming to the game when you know, we're doing the scouting report and whatnot, Bramber Scott was, like, top three in the Big 12 in scoring. And sp- the second half, she had, like, that little stretch where she really, like, went on that run yeah. to get it back in the in the game. But you know, our guards really both Madison Smith and J.J. Quinterly. Like, that's the thing. Like, obviously, first half, we weren't shooting the ball too well. I mean, both teams weren't. But um, the defense really stepped up and h- held Bramber Scott to 18 points on 19 shots, which to one of the best players in the Big 12 you'll take any day.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, and, and, you know, it, the second half in Lawrence was really what did them in because it wasn't like they didn't play well offensively in the first half. They had an, you know, a 19-point lead at half is what I think it was. Um, I don't have that number right in front of me, but off the top of my head, I think it was Yeah, 18. like 33-14. Yeah, or and, then, like that. and then they lose by almost that much as well. Yeah. It's, it's really a tale of two halves there in Lawrence, but they really did rebound well, something I didn't know if they were going to be able to do against a really, really good Texas Tech team, against a really, really good guard like Brandon Scott, but they did. And, you know, it was really Jayla Hemingway down the stretch who uh, made the free throws and that sort of thing. They did the things they needed to do to win. Uh, and and Again, they're playing really well right now. Anissa, any thoughts on what's going on lately as they head into TCU on Saturday after this little mini buy here, which is another nice thing to have
0: is this break? I think they've been cleaning up pretty nicely. Um, you know, watching them from the beginning of the season until now, they've definitely encountered a few bumps that, you know, you know that they were going to iron out and kind of get out of the way as the season went on. But it's been really surprising and really kind of enlightening just seeing this women's team go so far especially in conference play, because a lot of people were hesitant about all the transfers coming in, this new team kind of being formed, new coach coming in. So it's just really nice to see it all coming together finally.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying there. You know, Brian and I talked about that a lot uh, on, on the broadcast there, going into it against Texas Tech on Saturday, Sean. It. It is kind of impressive what they're doing when you really take a step back, right? In the moment, you're like, yeah, let's go. You know, they're, they're playing good basketball right now. This is what we wanted them to do. But going into the year, we had no idea truly uh, of what to expect from this team. I mean, when you think about it, right, you bring in the new head coach. Okay, that's that's a huge change anyway, right? Two decades of Mike Carey end. You bring in a new coach. You see some of your best players leave the program after last year. K.K. Deans leaves. Esmery Martinez leaves. You know, a couple other girls leave. But then you see J.J. Quinterley stays. Madison Smith stays. Jayla Hemingway stays. These are all huge things. Winter Rogers, Isis Bay, you know, some of these red shirts, they stay as well. Messiah Hunter stays. Um... And then you look at and Savannah Samuel stays too. That's a that's a big big player off the bench. But then you look at the transfers that come into play for Coach B. Kyle Watson started every single game this year, right? Um, Kylie Black starts every game this year, uh, and then it's Madison Smith out there with TJ and uh, Jayla Hemingway uh, for that starting five who have started all year. But then off the bench, it really is the transfer players that are coming in and making a huge impact. Sarah Bates makes shots. Danny Nichols makes clutch shots. Tabby Diggs had a great game against TCU, and they have just playing, been playing very, very sound, complete basketball, team basketball. Uh, and, like, it is just enjoyable to watch, and, and something that you can really get behind and be like, we need to go to the Coliseum and watch this team, even if we're not working in the game. I've done that, right? You, you actually want to go watch this team because they are playing really good basketball in the first year of the Coach P era, and it's a sign of a lot of good things to come.
1: Yeah, no, like, before the season began, we were talking about, you know, what expectations for this team. You know, again, we didn't know uh, how this team was going to perform, but the big thing we all really agreed on was, oh, the most exciting thing about this team that you should watch uh, is uh, we get to see how a Don Plitzel-White-led Mountaineers team looks. And, you know... About, would you say halfway, more than halfway throughout the season. Now, as it is at the like halfway point, as it is now, we see that the players have bought in, and you know that's a really important thing you need to have, especially in college. You need to have your players buy in, especially for a first, uh, uh, first year head coach here. This is her. This is her inaugural class. So this is. this team is doing so well and we see what a Plitzel White team is and we you know this is the expectation forward Uh, I think we could all agree on like uh, Plitzel White led team here this season is play good defense get open shots now whether they hit those shots is one story but the fact that you know they play hard on defense uh, they're not uh, afraid to take uh, contact and that they play for one another. Uh, sure, we can praise J.J. Quinnley and Matt Smith as leaders of this team, and you know they deserve uh, that. They they are leaders of this team. They are the star players of this team. But on an, uh, any given night, someone else can step up and be the star. They all buy in to the system here, and that really is incredible. Again, because while you know us and all fans here were excited about what a first year of head coach can be and a new beginnings and whatnot, the fact that they're Playing really good basketball in this early in the in White's era, you c- can't say enough about how much, like right now, this hire has been a home run hire. And it's really, it's, it is really fun to see. And I agree with you. You know, if you haven't seen them play yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. They play some fun basketball. They really, really do. Yeah, yeah,
2: they really, really do. Um, and they play solid defense, right? They, they do the things you expect out of Mountaineer basketball. Coming off the year last year where they went exactly 500, 15-15, 7-11 15, in conference play, um, you, you didn't really know what to expect. Last year was disappointing, very injury-riddled team. Um, and, and it was almost, you know, a completely different rotation. It really is, right? You know, three three or four key players from last year uh, that weren't quite key players on the team maybe, right? J.J. Quinnerly played a lot. Madison Smith played a lot. Um, You know, Savannah Samba comes back and that sort of thing, too, along with Jayla Hemingway. Both of them saw a lot of minutes last year, but, you know, they weren't KK Deans or something like that who are no longer here. And you're right. You have to buy into this new philosophy. You have to build a program from your own starting point up. And, you know, when you sit in the press conferences and you talk to them after the game, you know, they're always smiling. They're always happy. and, And these are really big things they they seem to really get along well and you see that on the court as well brian in the way they share the basketball
3: yeah no i, I actually was i'm glad you brought that up because I, I that's something i was going to bring up like when we were sitting in the post game press conference it looks like that team generally like has like a a bond that you know not a lot of teams have and uh one player i also wanted to make sure that we talked about was uh kaya watson like she, yeah her stats won't jump out to you in like 31 minutes she had six points two rebounds and a block but when we were watching her play tanner like she really like. There was a bunch of times where she was in, like, help defense to force Briamber Scott to, like, make a really have to make a decision. And I thought that she does, uh, she probably doesn't get enough credit as, as she deserves, obviously, because obviously uh, you have the backcourt of Quinterly along with Madison Smith. And then, you know, you have players off the bench like Savannah Samuel and, um, Tavi Diggs, I think, will be a big part of that team because she's a, a big who can really rebound the ball. Like, there's a couple of times, like, she'll go in for, like, two minute stretches, but she'll get a bunch of rebounds. And then, um, especially in the first half, this game had, like, we had a couple stretch. Uh, the Mountaineers had a couple stretch, stretches where they went, like, five minutes without scoring, which obviously is not ideal, but the fact that they were able, able to kind of, like, make shots where they really need to in the fourth quarter and ultimately pull out this win when Texas Tech uh, cut it to, like, a two-point game in the third quarter, I think that shows how much this team, you know, can really make damage in the Big 12.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and, and what you said right there about Kyle Watson, you know, the stats might not jump out to you. Well, the stats that she has are good defense, Brian, right? There, yeah. there, There is no true stat for that. And I remember mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the game, I was surprised that she was guarding Bramber Scott. Yeah. And I said, Brian, oh, they must be in a switch position, mm-hmm. right? They got her to switch, and now she's guarding her, and it's not Maddie or JJ. And then second time comes in, she's still guarding, And that yeah. was the plan they had going in. And she shut her down but, in the first yeah. half entirely. And, and, you know, you say it scores are going to get their buckets at some point, yeah. right? You can only hold them off for so long before they really start to pick things apart and are finally able to get it to the rim. And, and, and it happened in the second half. But you hold her to four in the first half. You don't foul her and send her to the line or anything like that. That is really, really solid defense that you have to look at and say, well, that was a really good game played. They, they play team defense. They play team offense. They play well in transition for the most part. They stop turning the ball over as much. And, and they've really cleaned it up. Foul wise right? I, I asked Coach P after that, after the game, she goes, well, yeah, that's the focus of this team. She goes, you know, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, so I don't want to say it, but, you know, they, they, they talk about how they practice hard, and they practice like they want to play. Well, it seems like that's working out, right? Right? And, I mean, Anissa, you know, you look at this team, they're going to play TCU on Saturday, a team they've already beat by almost 30 here at home at the Coliseum. TCU's struggling a little bit this year. You've got to go win this game. Then you're two games above five well, then the next one, if you can win that one, then you're three. And then you're four. And, and, and things are really looking bright for you on your way to the Big 12 tournament and hopefully making the NCAA tournament after that. Brian, last time we talked, you said they were still on the outside looking in. Yeah, which it was surprising. Yeah, It's a little surprising. This team
3: plays some solid They're on the top half of the Big 12, too.
2: So. Yeah, and, you know, I think it has a little bit to do with the offensive output of yeah. this team, which can struggle at times, time, Anissa. But, you know, going into Saturday, it, that's a game you have to win just because you're the better team. And you've already beaten them once, right?
0: Well, before I comment on that, I just want to talk about their chemistry. On the court, it seems like they're very good, but I know you guys probably don't look at their Instagrams, follow them or whatever. Yeah. Off the court, they are hanging out outside of practice. You know, I see them going places, being with each other, and that's a huge, huge thing because it means that they actually bond and they have good chemistry and they have relationships with each other. And so that leads, I think, personally, to better gameplay because when you're playing with people that you get along with, you understand their flow and you can go with what they're doing. But, you know, just looking, talking about this Texas Tech game, I was sitting on the court taking photos, and, you know, I was listening to Coach P yelling at them. Yeah. Not yelling in a bad way, a but she, she was, yeah, yeah, she was going there and because they let their kind of defense fall in the third quarter a little bit. It was like a tiny bit it fell. And right after that, you know, they got it back together and they were able to pull out the win that they really needed to. But I think that their cohesion is great and they're going to be able to take this TCU team and probably win again and sweep their series.
1: Yeah, what you're saying about having that chemistry and everything, I feel like that's something that, you know, is either overrated or underrated depending on, like, how a season's going. Like, for – like, this – this, this is a really good season for these guys. But, again, a big part of that is because they enjoy playing. It's like, you know, there's always that quote of like uh, it's some ro- along the lines of, oh, if you like your job, you never work a day in your life or something. Mm-hmm. For these guys, it's like that. Like if they they love basketball, they love playing. But a big part of that is also that they love playing for each other. And you really do get that sense. And that goes a long way because, you know, they're the, probably not just playing because they're playing. They're playing because they they are like like who they play with. They like their coach, and, everything. and that's really important. Again, for a first year head coach to build up this program, there needs to be an established culture. That was one of uh, it's like one of the most, if not the most important thing, a first year head coach in any medium has to do is so have to establish a culture. And the players want you have to have your players want to play for you, and you want to have your players want to play for each other. And that's really important. Yeah. And again, you know, we could argue talent level and whatnot because again we didn't know what the scenes coming in if you got everyone working and everyone on the same mindset that goes a long way to come you know a, a tournament play sort of if you understand what I mean yeah no like
0: I that. get it like during the Texas Tech game you know while I'm sitting there I see JJ Madison kaya and Kylie they're all on the court and they're all laughing and talking to each other this is obviously at the end of the game yeah. when everything was kind of slowing down a bit, but they're laughing and talking with each other. And they just seem to enjoy being around each other. And again, that is a huge, huge thing that I personally think is important for a team. You I, get along, you play you. great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
3: And then there was also the, there was one play when obviously we maintainer 10, in the game. Um, I, I think it was, I want to say it was in the second half, but so we, they were moving the ball one possession, like they're moving it around and the ball got to quinterly on like the right wing and she had a look, but then she saw that Madison Smith was had a better look. Like I, Quinley easily could have shot it but then she made that extra pass and the Madison Smith, probably easily the best three-point shooter they have knocked down the three so like a lot of people probably would have taken that shot but when he, when your best player or second best player jj Quinley makes an unselfish play like that and it leads to you know a three-point basket like sky's the limit for them
2: yeah I, you guys are saying it all right now um so the upcoming schedule looks something like tcu on saturday and fort worth they come home on wednesday uh, for the Texas game, which will be live right here on U92. I think that's me and you, Sean. Yep. Uh, it'll, it'll be a fun night over there at the Coliseum. Then they go play Oklahoma, uh, who, who they lost to on New Year's Eve, uh, 98-77. to That was another game where the second half defense just kind of fell apart. But uh, second time you play a team, you know what they're going to do a little bit more, and, and you have, definitely have a chance to win that. Then they play Oklahoma State. Um, and then it's Iowa State, and Iowa State got them really good the first time. But Iowa State's almost a top ten team in women's basketball, and there there is a major difference between a top ten team and a non top ten team. Like we, you know, that that's just the honesty uh, of women's college basketball. Um, nothing against that. We love watching this team. Mm-hmm. You, you're hearing it right now. If you don't watch them, you should because they are good. But they've really got a chance here to add some key wind to their resume. Um, and, and really try to make a chance to get to that NCAA tournament, which would be huge in Coach P's first year. I think the last time they went there was uh, 21. Um, they, they went and played a game. But then, you know, with all the COVID stuff, it was mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm. So the last real tournament they played yeah. in was 2019. Um, so it's been a while. Uh, but th- these girls are definitely deserving of it, and, and the talent is on the team to
1: do it. Yeah, so the next thing that they really need to do is locally, Uh uh, everyone here at U ninety two and everyone yeah. who goes to the games yeah. knows how good this team is, mm-hmm. and now you start. This, they should start really getting some national recognition. And again, in the Big Twelve, it's a great place to do it if you pick up some wins, uh, especially you know at TCU versus Texas, and then you know have these rematches against your Oklahomas and your Iowa States and then your Kansases. You, this is a really good chance for them to, for to get recognition out of there, saying, "Hey, this team." It's first year of a coach, and they're already doing this. These guys could be a force this year, and they could be a force in the coming years. So to get that recognition, I think that's like an underrated thing that should really start happening for this team. Because if you're not paying attention now, don't be surprised if yeah. speci- if a big win comes from them. And you're like, mm-hmm. what this West Virginia team? Where did this come from? No, yeah. it's been happening all right. year.
2: And you can go there and be a part of it. Um, I think that you know they've done a really good job. Uh, Doing those things, they they definitely have more fans in the stands than they did, and that that's a that's a really fun thing for the girls. I'm sure Um, I notice it being up in the right? Uh, You guys at the games, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, you know, Anissa, you're new um, to the university, so you didn't see what it was like before. But I mean, the atmosphere is pretty good. I I would say I, I think it's impressive. You know, it's hard when you have arenas like that that are huge and. I mean, it, it's a problem for almost every other sport that's not men's basketball that plays in any kind of arena on any college's campus, right? And, and there's ways to get around but, you know, it is what it is, right? That's a 16,000-seat arena. No, no, nothing. I mean, the men's team bet half the time doesn't put 16,000 yeah. in there, right? So, you know, sometimes that's part of it. But I think it can be louder sometimes because there's so much echoing. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and, and I definitely noticed that on Kids Day or whatever that was called. Yeah, Education <laughs> Day. Uh, I think yeah, it was Little Education Day. That was, you know, we had those noise canceling headphones on, and they did not work. I, I promise you, they did not work. It was crazy. And there's been a couple other days where it's bad for the TCU
1: game we did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and that was right before break, mm-hmm. or no, it was just right went, after. Yeah, yeah right, right yeah, after the like after. And, and it got really loud there. And that, got, that's just really cool to see. And I know uh, the players definitely appreciate it. And I especially know. Uh, Coach P appreciates
2: yeah. it. Uh, and, and, you know, Brian, we saw that on Saturday. Yeah. Right? It
1: was the doubleheader. We
2: were at the Coliseum from mm-hmm. 11 to 10, is what it felt like. It's a and long day, man. The same thing. <laughs> yep. it, was a, it was a long, long day. day. But, <laughs> Very
0: long day. <laughs>
2: but, I mean, the, the Coliseum, it, it was the uh, alumni game. So it, it was a pretty, you know, great turnout for that, I think. Yeah, uh, almost 3,000 people there for the alumni game and recorded attendance, so there's probably a little bit more than that because, yeah. you know, they, they don't scan everybody and students get in for free and they don't scan a ticket for that. And there are definitely students there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's been awesome for them. And the on the court, to play has come to match that. When we talk about, you know, let's talk about the guards a little bit more, get back down to it. J.J. and Madison, just terrific, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. Defensively, they're both very solid. JJ's really cleaned up the foul trouble. Hopefully, that stays consistent. Yeah. As There's a result, a she
3: got problem. ten rebounds. Like she played the whole game. Right. Like, she doubled up. And she's not the tallest player out there. No. And I think someone asked her that during asked her that during the press conference. I'm like, yeah, if she's gonna be if she's not gonna be in foul trouble, she's capable of doing that every single night. Because she, she's athletic, she's fast, she runs the floor. The only problem, the only yeah, tenor, The only thing we really critiqued her on was the foul trouble. Because obviously, we're at our best when she's out there on the floor.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the foul trouble definitely is, you know, the thing we always could talk back to, like, oh, if, you know, just cleans that up, you know, it was more because I think the best thing about, uh, and like the highest praise I guess I could sing on both Quinterly and Madison Smith is, like, I notice when I'm calling games uh, how... Coach P likes to split their minutes. Like, they'll start the game out together starting, and then usually it'll be Quinterly who comes out. It'll just be Madison Smith. And then Quinterly will get back in, they'll play, and then Smith will sit. So so clearly she trusts both of these players to, uh, like, you know, facilitate this offense, Mm -hmm. uh, either if they're playing together or just one's out there and the other one's on the bench. And I think that really just speaks to how good of players these guys are. And then, you know, they do – uh, they're great on offense, and I would argue even better on defense. They yeah. they, they cause havoc. Like if, if they're in, uh, you know that defensive mindset, that zone, it's really really hard for uh, whoever they're guarding to get going. It, it it is really fun to watch. It really is. I, I'm more of like an offensive player. Like that's what I, of course, I enjoy watching more. But watching JJ Quinlan, Madison Smith, and you know the whole team play defense, it really is fun to watch. It's like quote-unquote fundamental basketball in a sense and it's it truly really is fun to watch and they do a great job
2: yeah um i mean again brian Mm -hmm. you know more about this i haven't played basketball since i was seven (laughs) playing team for the second time yeah you killed them last time Mm -hmm. i mean you you really did You, you you forced them in to be not what they were whatsoever right when you you look at the box for this tcu game um for TCU they only score forty five points, well below their
1: average, right? Mm-hmm. And they have, i remember they as a the team
2: they were one of thirteen for three yeah. point shots, ten of twenty three at the foul line, seventeen of fifty five uh, from the
1: four. Entering that game, I remember they had uh Tommy Tywell come into yeah. the game who mm-hmm. was their leading score scorer, yeah. and she she was two of eleven. She yeah, she was non existent. One of two at the line. Non existent. Five rebounds. Game. Two yeah,
3: fouls. I, I can't really think of any any team early in the country that has a better defending backcourt, not just the backcourt as a team, like defensively, I, our, West Virginia's defense is as good as anybody's in the entire country. That's why I don't think it's very fair that this team hasn't gotten national recognition yet. Like they, they've racked up some rank wins, and they've also are on the top h- half of the Big Twelve, which is obviously um, considered probably the best of it, best style conference of basketball in the country. So I, I don't think it, this team's getting enough recognition. That, as, and as Sean was saying, like people shouldn't be surprised when they start when they rack up a couple big wins in the next coming weeks.
2: Yeah, and, and you know the other win I go back to is the one against Georgia. Way back in December. Right? Way, way, way back, you know. Forty nine to forty five. Low scoring affair. But that yeah. West Virginia defense held Georgia to eleven points in the entire second half. Three in the third quarter, guys. I mean just just a crazy number. And that's a big win for them, right? And that's that, a power five opponent. That's, it's not like that was Radford yeah. or somebody else, uh, you know, Delaware yeah.
1: State or something like that. And that's coming off a tough loss at Penn State right. at Happy Valley. Oh, so yeah. that's That was a that was a brutal game. Yeah. You know, Ben and I, we went <laughs> up there to Happy Valley.
2: Well, no, it, you know, nobody scored from the field in the last seven minutes of the game. It was just yeah. foul line to foul line. That's all what the, that was happening. Well, yeah, you've and also, you're not going to yeah. catch up by fouling, Brian.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you've said it multiple times. I've heard you say it, like, Obviously, forty nine points not a great number, but if you are going to hold teams of forty five to forty forty five points, like that's all the ma- like that, that works. you'll take yeah, your chances. Exactly, yeah. Like that. Like not many teams are going to put up seventy plus on us. Like there oh, is, the West Virginia. Like there has been a couple times, obviously, where you know the defense kind of gets lackadaisical, especially in the second half. But I think that kind of shows, like in the first half, they're always always the better defensive team, and that's obviously a, that's a big word, Brian. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, wow. Wait, yeah. you've been studying your uh, your, your dictionary and yeah. thesaurus? No,
3: I mean, I, I don't know, man. My mom's a teacher, so. <laughs> she...
2: <laughs> you know what that means, Sean? Lacks
1: of days?
3: I don't even know what it means. It just sounded right.
1: Yeah. Uh, lax <laughs> uh, They get lax in their effort. They, they maybe. get lax?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe.
1: They get caught up in their. I don't know. Like I, think, I think they get lax. Lacking
0: enthusiasm. There we go. That's, yeah, there we go. That's Carelessly pretty... lazy.
1: Yeah, that was pretty, no, no, much, that's at, pretty much what I'm that's saying. That's a pretty that good one. one. Come on. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Come on. Thanks. No,
0: not you.
2: Him. Oh, yeah, it was last, we, last was day. You just sounded right. Come on. What are we doing, Brian? Just take credit where it's
3: due. I don't get much credit from you. So probably <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best moment of the tech game. I don't know if you guys listen. And, and oh, yeah. was down on the court. Uh, Brammer Scott was at the line. She averaged like 80% right, at the line. 80%. I said, Brian. Hey, Mr. Alf County, D three high school back there in North Jersey. <laughs> well what was what was your what was your uh, percentage from the line? He said, Oh you know me hundred percent every time. <laughs> I and mean, then oh, like okay. Okay. okay, you buying that, Tansky? Yeah, I trust him. Hey, this trust my is, right? in, this is my, my integral partner I, right here. I, I made it to dinner and there's nothing on TV, so you know you go to the YouTube, but the smart TVs now it's real easy. The yeah. Yeah. YouTube and uh, the, the, YouTube. the YouTube, not just YouTube. The YouTube. Or, <laughs> and uh we can't find anything. He, Brian's like, oh, let's go watch my basketball highlights. No, got a he, huddle. No, you uh, got a huddle.
3: Uh, yeah, I did have a huddle. I did yeah. have a huddle. Hey, <laughs> check it out. Hey, yeah, at Brian McLean for everyone like, out there. Who it? Every send play. me that
1: link. I'll, I'll you. watch you. He I'll
2: do watch. every yeah. play in order. He goes, oh, watch this. Well, I made Rangers. it, Tanner. <laughs> oh man, uh, It was fantastic. Well, Tanner, can we
3: also talk about how you called me? Like you said, I wasn't your friend on there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I did say that. I do love Brian. All right, let's put it out there. Yeah, Big Mac was my roommate last year. The poor guy. Yeah, man, he had to do with all the time. Losing him mad and all the good stuff. Dude, you haven't played me since, so I think
3: I just
1: couldn't listen to that music. I Are mean, you getting him next like,
0: year too? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, but not in the same. Oh, way. so there'll
1: be more Wii Sports nights. No, so. not, yeah. Oh God, Yeah.
3: Tansky's coming over. We're
2: doing
1: oh, really? a tournament. I'm the guy at tennis, Tom. Yeah, right?
0: we're,
1: <laughs>
2: we're hosting a tournament. Wii Sports. Tanner's back's forward. gonna hurt though because he, gets, yeah. he gets in,
1: hey, I think I'll just, be down. He has the whole excuses yeah, excuses already. He gets tired quick. You
2: gotta be ready. Listen, if you if you're in the local Morgantown area. Come next Thursday to wreck Basketball. Watch the U ninety
1: two Men's Basketball. Nine p.m. Team. The Knicks ninety team,
2: Excuse me. The ninety two. ers gonna
1: ha- Brian's gonna have new highlights after this
2: Brian and Tansky are gonna be the backcourt. I'm gonna be on the. I'm gonna be on the side coaching. They're getting me a stool. They said. Be I'll be great. pulled.
1: I'll be pulled instantly. No, I'm keeping
2: you out there. <laughs> oh, There's that's, that's right. Time physical out. presence. Oh, down oh down thanks, low. man. You're
1: You're playing man. all twenty
0: minutes. <laughs> oh, Is awesome.
1: Ten minute half. It's two two twenty minutes. Yeah, two twenty minutes. It's it's 20. Men's basketball. It's like two twenty minutes. You play twenty minutes straight. Yeah. Thanks, man. Can I, you be
2: out there that long, Tansky?
1: Hamilton's gonna die. That's gonna <laughs> be the real problem. You get two timeouts too. You get two timeouts. Yeah. I'm gonna be taking
2: one two minutes into the game. And I see Silverman <laughs> throw up one from the. <laughs> oh
1: God! <laughs> oh no. man! You i don't don't do not it like that. i don't don't do not it like that. No. Hey. I, I was telling him though, he has way more cars. I if they someone asked me to, do oh, that, yeah, I'm saying no easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah.
2: U-92 uh, sports staffer Alex Silverman went out there to do the layup, free throw, and three-pointer for $100. He made the first two. He didn't have much time for the three-pointer, though, to be fair. Made layup first try. Free throw. A little rough. The free throw I'm one not was not going to lie. Will I was one, proud man. of him. I wouldn't have done it either. I don't think. I, I would not. There's
0: nothing more embarrassing than when those things happen during media breaks, or whatever, and you hear the Coliseum announcer go, "Nice try." Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Bill no. Nevin called you
2: out there on the PA. Oh. The, the little kids at halftime yeah. doing the Papa John's yeah. five-second shootout. Yeah. Oh. oh. Good Lord. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to give you 30 minutes of men's basketball uh, live analysis as they're on the road tonight in Lubbock playing Texas Tech. They need this win. Mm -hmm. Bad.
0: Oh, boy. They need need a lot of them. In the worst way possible. They need the win. They need a lot of things right
2: now. (laughs) You are listening to uh, U92's Sports Night here on U92 Moose. U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage
1: you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10, it's the Sports Block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on-campus coverage. From
2: 8 to 10, it's the Sports Page taking a look at all the national stories you want to hear the U92 sports staff talk about. Then, at the bottom of every hour, tune in for
1: breaking news on all of the top stories in sports by members of the U92 staff. And finally... Live sports on U92, the moose, are the
2: bread and butter. Tune in for coverage of both WVU soccer teams, women's basketball, baseball, and WVU hockey. Live on U92, 91.7
1: FM, and U92themoose.com. You're not going to want to miss any of the sports here on U92.
2: The Don Plitza-White era begins this season for Mountaineer Women's Basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92.
1: Here's Dean Souteen, driving down low, looking for the whip. Count it! And the goal! Oh, what a bucket! Time game with the free throw to go!
2: Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer Women's Basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92, The Moose. Baron chips one in, header attempt
0: is into the back
2: of the net for West Virginia,
1: and the Mountaineers take a 2-1 lead, it's Adam Birchall, the transfer
0: from the University of Charleston, finishing it for the Mountaineers.
2: Here, play-by-play coverage of Mountaineer men's and women's soccer.